Welcome back to the Beargrass Christian Church Podcast. I'm Dee Decker, and I am the Communications Director here at Beargrass. It is great to be with you. We are in the middle of a sermon series called A New Spirit, and we've been thinking about God's spiritual gifts and what to do with them. We've thought about gratitude, peace, and hope, and this episode will focus on freedom. In Galatians 5, Paul identifies the purpose of our God-given freedom. He says, Do not use your freedom selfishly. Use it for good. Paul goes on to tell us to use our freedom responsibly and wisely. And he says that if we don't use our freedom to walk in the Spirit, then we'll remain slaves to selfishness. Our freedom from the law is given to us so that we will have the freedom for pursuing a life of service. In this episode, Dr. Bond calls us to think about where are the majority of people in our nation are today? Where are you? If we want to make America great or great again, where in that civilization sequence do we want to be? Where do we need to be? It seems we need to use this gift of freedom for or lose it. Here now is Dr. Lee Bond. Again, uh, good morning. Glad you were here. Uh, did you celebrate Independence Day? Anybody uh, go get together with family members, friends, cook out, get a bang out of fireworks, go to parades, community events? Uh, there were all kinds of things to do. Did you take a moment somewhere during this long weekend to give thanks? Did you take a moment sometime during the past few days just to remember the reason for the holiday? Sometimes it gets lost in everything else that's going on. We remember Jefferson's bold assertion that each person has an inalienable right to what? Life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. And so that's what we celebrate. Yes, certainly we all know we have problems and imperfections in our land, but we still enjoy tremendous economic and political and religious and personal and communal uh, freedoms in this uh, in this land. But for our freedom to work, uh, we must be good citizens. Uh, it is a privilege. It's a privilege to be able to vote. And far too many people in this country vote. It's a privilege to pay taxes. I mean, really, it's a privilege to obey laws. It's a privilege to respect people and property and be loyal and keep the peace. Our freedom is a gift, but we have to be diligent uh, to be able to preserve it. And as you have seen uh, in the news, the the, uh, percentage of democracies on this planet are declining. And so it's a good reminder, a good wake-up call to all of us as well. And historians will tell us, and those of you who follow history know the patterns uh, in uh, various countries and nations that have gone before, uh, ancient democracies eventually unraveled because of a couple of things, human selfishness and misaligned allegiances. And often those misaligned allegiances begin with something like this, I pledge allegiance to myself. Uh, and uh, if that happens within uh, leadership, and then, then things really start to get a little, little crazy. The average age of some of the greatest civilizations is about 200 years. Uh, our country is how old now? 
200 and, yeah, do the math, yeah. And, and historians will tell us that nations kind of go through a cycle. They pro- progress in a sequence, first from bondage. They, then they fight their way out of bondage to spiritual faith and then to great courage and then to liberty and then often to abundance. And life is really good. But then things start to decline from abundance to selfishness and then to complacency and then to apathy and then to dependency, and then back to where we started in bondage again. And so uh, where do you think most of the folks in our nation feel we are today? Where do we need to be? Where do we want to be? If we want to make America great, a land of liberty and justice for all, where in this civilization sequence uh, do we need to be? I, I appreciated the perspectives in a recent newspaper article. Uh, the author said what we already know all too well. Civility is in short supply. Amen. Mm. Uh, but a core set of American values remains, he says, rooted in freedom and the experiences of generations of self-government. They encompass the dream of a better life for our children and our Grandchildren, they're an expression of life and liberty of a free people. Independence Day is a patriotic holiday. And most Americans, 90%, 90% believe that they are very patriotic. And yet some people uh, use the word patriot as a rallying cry. And for others, it kind of implies thoughtless nationalism. And so we've got to be careful with all of that. The author noted that, yes, we do have political paralysis and polarization. And he urges us to spend more time reaching out uh, than preaching out. He proclaimed patriotism is not a thoughtless glorification of all things American. It is the recognition of our God-given ideals and values and dreams. So how does our faith inform our freedom? How do Paul's words today, for instance, inform how we get to our freedom? This this is kind of a powerful paradox at the center of our Christian faith. And and Rob alluded to it in his prayer, and Stephen did with his message to to our little one today. But uh, through Jesus' example of of freedom in loving service, we are called to, to do the same. Someone described Jesus as omnipotence in bonds. I love that phrase. Jesus freely chose to take on the role of servant. And he offered that example for all of us. But it is so hard. (laughs) So hard to give up our freedom, isn't it? You might appreciate this story about a wedding. It reminds me of uh, the one we had Saturday afternoon in our chapel, some of you were there, but an older man, an older woman decided to get married. And despite their advanced age, the woman remained a feisty, free-spirited person. And the service was going all beautifully until they came to the vows. And the retired minister used some of those old traditional vows that we have tossed a long time. Anyway, he asked her, do you promise to love, honor, and obey this man. And there was this long, awkward silence in the service. And she wrinkled her brows, scratched her head, and she said, well, um, love and honor, yes. Obey, no way. (laughs) 
The groom was taken aback a bit and uh, smiled and said, well, I guess two out of three in bad. So <clears throat> ceremony continues, make it official, and she had all the freedom she ever wanted, and they lived happily ever after, right? Can you identify with the woman's feelings? We, we, we want our freedom. We don't like to be under someone else's control. We want liberty to make our own choices and decisions uh, but I expect, expect that a lot of us know that uh, you know, freedom can wear a variety of faces. It can be used well or it can be abused badly. This is one of Paul's great concerns to First Christian Church Galatia. You know, he tries to describe what it, what it really means to be free and why God gives us this freedom. You know, great freedom, he says, is often found in our greatest commitments. We, you know, we have freedom to, to love or, or not. We have freedom to serve or not. And, and he has these, these lists, <laughs> you know, kind of the, the crummy list and the good list there, right? But the whole preface to the two lists is one important line. What is it? You shall love your neighbor as yourself. You should love your neighbor. It's true there's no place for self-hatred or self-persecution, but loving ourselves first is not the goal. I mean, think about your own lives. When have you felt the most satisfied and joyful in your life? Now, do, do, do you feel better as a couch potato watching sports all weekend, or do you feel better when you're out working with kids at a soccer match or baseball game? Do you feel better whipping up your favorite dessert and stuffing yourself? Or, or do you feel better delivering it to a neighbor or someone who's homebound? Do you feel better about yourself after an expensive night on the town? Or do you feel better after providing a meal for someone who's homeless? You know, talk to some of our youth and adults about their experiences on their mission trips, hear the excitement in, in their voices, the joy that they experienced as they worked with and helped others. A friend tells about a person who said he was a self-made man. Know anybody like that? Now, after boasting about his accomplishments and success and resume, he, uh, he asked the minister, well, what do you think of my story? And the pastor was brutally honest, and she said, My dear friend, you have just relieved our almighty God from an enormous responsibility. She said, Self-made people are powerful arguments against the use of unskilled labor. And then she walked off. <laughs> Paul offers us words of encouragement, but also caution. Watch out. Be careful. We're not to confuse God's freely offered liberty for the license to do anything we want. And it's so very easy, and it's so very tempting, and we can slip from one to the other just like that. It happens quickly. Freedom to love can soon become self-serving sexual behavior or activity. Freedom to worship can can move into idolatry if we're not careful. Freedom to serve can end up being chances for self-glorification. Oh, look at what I did. 
See how much I serve? Uh, freedom to inquire can become feelings of enmity toward another's other people. Uh, freedom to discuss. Now we encourage that. Please do. But that can disintegrate into quarreling and bickering if we're not careful. Freedom to disagree, and we encourage that too. But that can lead to division and dissension. Freedom to thrive can evolve into pride and boasting about what we've accomplished. A respected uh, theologian argues that the greatest mystery of the uh, human existence is not the reality of evil or injustice or hatred. He says, rather, the greatest mystery in the universe is human freedom. That's an interesting thought. But he says, God has chosen to let us order our lives in the way we see fit. And so we are free to become a tyrant or we are free to become a Mother Teresa. We are free to give our lives to God or not. Now, is that how you would have set up the system if you were in charge? Oh, interesting. And, uh, but, but many of you get it. I appreciated the honest uh, confession from one of our young adults about her story. She said, my parents were abusive. They were abusive verbally, and they were abusive physically. And they didn't control their tempers at all, and they took it out on, on me and, and my siblings. But she said, I no longer hold feelings of anger toward my mom and dad. She said, if you need revenge, forgive. That's the best revenge of all. She said, I have found that there is a great deal of freedom in forgiving. Profound words from a young adult. And so our liberty can, can lead us to these, these fruits of the Spirit that Paul described. Our liberty can, can lead to loyalty and deeper love for others and for God. Paul says, be careful, use it wisely, but... but you, you will experience joy like you've never experienced before if you work with, work with me here. You know, love and joy and peace and patience and kindness. Who doesn't need more of that, right? Examples are, are plentiful and powerful and meaningful for those who, who give, it, give it up to God. You know, think about Paul himself who wrote a lot of these letters from where? From prison, in chains, Far from free physically, but by the grace of God, spiritually free. Think about someone like Nelson Mandela, who spent years in a tiny jail cell. I think, I think he could touch both sides of the walls. Was he free physically? No, but he was, he was free because of, a, you know, the grace of love and presence of God and amazing perspectives about the experience. Think about Harriet Tubman. Harriet Tubman, once a slave herself, became a great emancipator and worked with abolitionists. Some of you know, know her story well, but she earned the name Moses. She earned the name Moses for helping other slaves get out of bondage into freedom, often through the Underground Railroad and I don't know about you, but I think it will be good. It will be good for us to see her face on our new $20 bills soon 
because it will help us remember that story. And it will be good to see her face instead of the one that's on there now because he was a slave-owning, genocidal person who brought enormous pain to our Native Americans in our country. So we've got to remember our stories. We've got to remember our new stories and celebrate them. Think about some of the images from the CYF mission trip. You know, in Alabama, our, our youth heard some powerful Powerful, heartbreaking stories. Men and women lost their lives because of racism. And yet, even as slaves, even in bondage, those folks were able to sing songs. They were able to to sing spirituals about freedom and and overcoming and, and dreams of better days. Or consider more personal examples from your own lives. When have you given yourself in love to deeper loyalty? Maybe you were offered a deal, you signed on the dotted line, and that began a you know a lifetime of great service at a job, a vocation you loved. Maybe you said to your best friend and partner, for better or worse, richer or poor, I give myself to you. Or maybe it was that time when you uh, held a little baby in your arms. This morning at the 9 o'clock service, our our triplet grandboys came up for the children's moment for the first time in their lives. Man, I have to tell you that Grandpa got a little teary. But they're coming up on their second birthday, and we remember back when they were born too early, 25 weeks, a pound and a half, tiny little fingers, but those little fingers wrapped themselves around our hearts. We could have walked away, but they got us. They got us. And so we, we hug them now and we just say, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for that relationship, for these miracles, these gifts. Liberty finds its life in loyalty. And true independence comes from dependence on the God who created us and sustains us, loves us. And we're free. We're free to come and go. We're free to to be and to do. And perhaps our most satisfying experience of freedom comes when we choose, when we freely choose to love and to honor and, yes, to obey (laughs) This, this God who sets us free. Thanks be to God. Amen. We've been given the freedom for the purpose of loving. What a great message and one that we so desperately need to hear in today's climate. I hope you take some time today to exercise your freedom and love someone well. As always, thanks for listening, and we would love to see you around the table at one of our weekend worship services. We're located at 4100 Shelbyville Road in the heart of St. Matthews. You can find all of our worship times, our location, and upcoming events on our website, www.beargrass.org. Until next time, grace and peace.